Hello and welcome to a very special Christmas edition of Just Make The Thing, a podcast for people who want to start a thing and keep on making it. My name is Claire Tonti and a very Merry Christmas to you out there wherever you are. Tim Minchin, the comedian and musician who wrote my favourite musical of all time, Roald Dahl's Matilda, has also written my favourite Christmas song too. White Wine in the Sun brings to life the feeling of an Aussie summer Christmas with, as Paul Kelly, who wrote How to Make Gravy, which is my other favourite Christmas song, writes all the treasure and the trash. I love the family, the music and the sunshine. Christmas is that time of year when everything gets soft. The year feels more poignant and the madness of preparing and food and celebrations, things are coloured, just a little bit golden and sometimes a little bit blue. My dad passed away four years ago this year and I'd give anything for another Christmas with him frantically cooking pavlovas and gravy in the kitchen with the kitchen sweats and the ferocity that he was known for. I've inherited this trait, as my husband likes to say, cooking in a rush as though my life depends on it, using every pan, flinging flour around like nobody's business as if I'm a contestant on my very own personal MasterChef. This time of year, though, reminds us of where we've been, who we love, who we've lost, what we have, what we wish we had or where we wish we were. The biggest thing for you out there, dear listener, I think, is to remember that whatever your Christmas is, wherever it is, big or small, hard or joyous, lonely or so chock full of family you'd love some peace, madly full of furious cooking and flapping about manically, throwing presents from Target in a trolley while yelling at people who took your car park or just you and your dog. I think the best way to squeeze joy out of this time of year is to give yourself outwardly. Find someone who needs a shoulder or a couple of bucks for a coffee or a hug or a giant wine, and be gentle to yourself and to others. My dad always said to me to be a person for others, and that would see you through anything. Bring you joy. In other words, give out love, and you will be in awe of what you receive. I have found this to be absolutely true. So give love this season and see what happens. Also, go do some frantic Christmas cooking. And if you wouldn't mind, raise a glass to all the very loved humans everywhere on this little blue spinning orb who are no longer here with us in person this Christmas. And maybe just for me, a special glass raise for my beautiful dad who made the world's best punch, loved nothing better than organising a giant room of people around a table, was at the same time the most serious person I have ever met and who also could dress up in a full set of tails for a cocktail party. Merry Christmas to you out there, my friend. Here is Chanel Luchev and I rambling about Christmas just for you. I feel like my entire life is just processing things I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> That's just like People say, you'll be right. <laughs> yeah. like, on what basis have you come to this conclusion? Yeah. The fact that I'm... I'm not like in it like I haven't fallen in a heap on the floor and I'm like tearing my hair out yeah exactly I'm not sobbing because I'm quietly imploding here (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like this time of year everybody is quietly imploding while having to look the best they've looked because they have to go to like a thousand Christmas parties look I have to say the other week I really really just wanted a glass of wine I was like god damn I don't know. Yeah, because you're pregnant. Yeah, I am. I am. I keep saying I, that to you like an, like an accusing <laughs> thing. You're pregnant. Well, I think it's more like this is happening to you and I do forget sometimes. 
And then I'm like, oh, that's right, I can't eat that. Oh, damn it. Oh, good. And and especially this time of year when all you want to do is have wine. Like after our live show last week, you were like, God damn it, I need a wine. I felt like I don't even smoke and I felt like I needed a wine and a cigarette. It's like a cigar. Just be like, thank the F, I got through that. Give me a yeah. give me a whiskey and some Cubans or something. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, how so are you cuz you're really tired actually. Moment, I'm I'm a little. I think the problem is like I'm still not really like so overnight I can't sleep more than 6 hours. I sleep 6 hours straight, which is great for me, but my body clock isn't hasn't trained itself to sleep through further. So then by the time it gets to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I get tired, so I have to come home and have a power nap. And then, like, make it through to well. We're having Gordon and I have negotiations about when I can go to bed. <laughs> He's like, "Come on, another half an hour, another fifteen minutes." He's like, "Don't fall asleep." And I'm like, "I'm not. What? What?" <laughs> You're the one that's going like a human. Mm. I feel like you can go to bed as early as you like. But do you mean you're going to bed at like six o'clock? No, no. Well, it's more like nine thirty. But see, the problem is, is if I go to bed at nine thirty, then I wake up at four thirty. Um, and that's and then I feel a bit like nutty because I've been awake for three hours before I go into work and that's not right either. So trying to manage my sleep is a bit frustrating, but I'm hoping at some point I'll just be I'll be hit with this overwhelming fatigue and it'll just sort of slip into this nice sort of routine. But who knows? Uh, but maybe <laughs> just like <laughs> that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Welcome to life from now on. I, you know what I found, and mm. we are going to talk about Christmas things because mm. this episode is going out on Christmas Day. Oh, I know. Merry Christmas, to Merry everybody Christmas, out there. everyone, and to all a good night, <laughs> including <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> A good night's sleep. Correct. And I hope you're stuffed full of turkey mm. or something if you're out there because I'm staring at Janelle's Christmas tree. and She's half lit right now because the other I think the other one's not quite plugged in. Yeah, because mm. last year or the year before you talked about your Christmas debacle mm. where you had a live tree and then it exploded with spiders. Yes. And then we found the queen of the huntsman. Yeah, it was awful. So as you can see, the tree is fake and uh, hopefully free of bugs but we're not going away over the Christmas break so I'll be here to inspect it thoroughly <laughs> and monitor it for Christmas spider miracles yeah, exactly. everywhere <laughs> exactly I'll take a photo of it you can put it on Instagram it's a very beautiful tree. oh thank you I thought I would go with a rose gold white and silver theme and if you notice the baubles get smaller as you get to the top I didn't. Mm. I love that. Mm. It's beautiful. I got quite I got quite the uh criticism from my husband when I was decorating the trees like what no color. I'm like no, just because you don't you, everything's not full of color doesn't mean it's going to look crap. Like exactly. just just trust me on this one. It's He's classy. Like, right, thank you. It's a classy plastic tree. It is. It's so classy. (laughs) I'm having a big existential crisis actually because Mm. I have always had a real tree at my house and the smell of the real tree is what for me It is divine, isn't it? Yeah. It's so divine. But then after your spider story, I was too terrified to get a real tree and also my son has a thousand allergies and I was like contemplating the fact that he'd probably be allergic to pine needles. <laughs> so I just decided to get a plastic one from Audi and I haven't looked back because it's so easy and you just pack well, it down. Look, in your defence, I don't know a single person 
that Spidergate has happened to. I don't know a single person, just us. We were the unlucky ones to buy the one, buy the one tree with eight million spiders in it. But I'm a big fan of Eldie. I don't know if I told you this, but like I'm all over the Eldie band, bandwagon. <laughs> Every time anyone brings up Eldie, I'm like, I love Eldie. It's the best place in the world. <laughs> it's a magical Christmas fairyland. It is. We got all of our snow gear from there one year and it was so cheap. Really? Mm-hmm. The only problem was so did every other person in Melbourne. So then when we went to Mount Buller, <laughs> there were 12 people dressed exactly like Corey. <laughs> and I was like, there he is. There he is. Oh, God. <laughs> Worth it, though. Yeah. I mean, how many outfits can there possibly be of snow gear anyway? Yes, I mean, exactly. surely. Yes. Well, I actually nearly bought a mini fridge and freezer from there last oh, time I was you? there. And the only And I'm regretting it. I'm regretting it every day mm-hmm. since because I want it for our carport to put drinks in. It's like a drinks fridge. Oh, nice. I know because I bought our tree from there. I bought like a miniature kitchen from there <laughs> for our son. I bought like half of my Christmas decorations. I bought ginormous hanging baubles that are in our tree out the front of our house from Audi. I bought Christmas lights. I bought assorted fruits and vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) I've also had very good things about the Bavarian cheesecake. Oh, really? I've not eaten it, but I've heard it's excellent. I've also heard there's a really good version, Audi version of Defenoir cheese. Oh, fancy. Yeah, a couple of my girlfriends are real into that. Because it's like $15 deaf and wire cheese. Oh, okay. But at Audi, it's like $8. Not, is, this is not sponsored by Audi. Yeah, by I know. It's not Wait. sponsored by Audi. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, I have a couple of questions mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. um, for Christmas, mm-hmm. but also on the theme, considering that you are now with child, mm-hmm. like Jesus' mother Mary. Yes, it's immaculate conception over yes. here. <laughs> yes, it is. Of course it is. Let's not go into your sex yeah. life on the pod. Of course. In Podland, it's always immaculate conceptions. Why mm-hmm. am I ranting on about this? Anyway, mm. my question is, mm-hmm. is being pregnant what you expected? No. Oh, interesting. Do tell. Uh, because I thought that I would be vomiting every day, all day, all the time. Oh. I thought I'd be incredibly nauseous and I haven't been at all, which is weird. Uh, yeah, that, I think that was the one thing and that, that's the one sort of universal symptom most of my girlfriends have all had. So I was waiting for it to happen and everyone kept saying, oh, week six, it'll happen. Week 10, week 12, don't you worry, it's coming. And it just never did. And so like there was a point in time, in fact, that like I almost forgot a little bit that I was pregnant and I think I ate something I probably shouldn't have. But that that has been surprising. I think I didn't realise, this is going to make me sound like the grinchiest grinch of all time, but I think I didn't realise how happy it would make me. So I, you know what I'm like. I worry about everything. We just had like a eight-minute conversation about how freaked out you are by spiders from your. So now you have a fake tree that you're checking. Yeah. Correct. You so I overanalyze everything to the point where I tend to talk myself out of things. Everybody knows this. It's my universal. It's my trait. My thing that I do. And so I have been very concerned about becoming a parent for probably the last five years because I knew that I wanted to do it but I was like, no, there's too many terrible things going on in this world and the moment that Trump was elected I was like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not happening. I am not bringing a child into the world where that is going on. So, in fact, one of my girlfriends 
was saying something like, because her mum likes to give her a bit of a hard time about having kids, and she's like, I won't um, have children until there are more polar bears able to populate Antarctica or something because she's quite worried about the polar bear population. It's actually really terrifying. Yeah. Don't Google it, yeah. anyone out there. Yeah. There's just like skinny polar bears <laughs> swimming through the ocean and sliding off icebergs. It's very heartbreaking. Hence her irritation, right? Yeah. So I was, yeah, I have been for the longest time quite concerned about all of the awful things and all of the stuff that could go horribly wrong and all of the ways that I could potentially screw up my unborn child. (laughs) (laughs) And look, Uh, you know what? It's not fully cooked yet, so you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Some Audi deaf and watching you're going to eat over Christmas. Oh, I don't know whether I told you this, but when I actually went to the doctor and he and I after I'd taken five tests <laughs> and then I went to the GP, who's lovely, but I think also thinks I'm quite neurotic. <laughs> he's like, How do you know you're pregnant? I was like, I took a test. And he's like, okay. And I was like, five tests. I took five tests. <laughs> That's a new level of Chanel. Yeah, and then he was like, well, I'm not going to – he's like, I'm not giving you a blood test. He's like, you can have another test if you want. So I took it. He's like, it's positive. I don't know what to tell what you. <laughs> so you didn't think you were actually pregnant? I was just like, maybe, it's, maybe they're all wrong. <laughs> maybe all of them collectively are wrong. And he's like, no. I was like, but I had a bottle of wine. I ate some cheese the other day. I was like, do you think there'll be a cheese-sized hole that baby said? <laughs> what, like a triangle shape? Like a brie shape, like a circle. <laughs> and he was like, No. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You might have an extra ear or something. Yeah, somewhere. maybe. Um, yeah. Which may be made out of cheese. Who knows? Yeah. But um, <laughs> maybe your baby will come out like the stinky cheese man. <laughs> oh, have God. you read that book? That's no. such a great kid's book. The no. stinky cheese man is hilarious. It's about a little person made of cheese. Oh. Maybe your baby will be made of cheese Maybe. Now. Maybe. He just, did, he just did say maybe just hold, slow up on the cheese and. Maybe don't drink for a little bit. So there's that. But um, I think, yeah, I think I was very worried about all the stuff that could go wrong. And I think, you know, I think it's been quite, it's quite been quite a, a happy surprise and quite, we're quite lucky in that we were sort of advised just to be a bit patient with this because of my um, health condition and my thyroid issue. And I just didn't know how long it would take. So... I was really pleasantly surprised and then I was even more surprised when we had the first ultrasound. I'm like, oh, something's in there. Who would have thunk it? And then we You had, should have yeah. that as a birth announcement. On, yeah. Now people have that like oh. a new little patter of feet or something oh, on their yeah. cart. You could just be like, there's something in there. <laughs> just like a picture of your uterus yeah. on a cart. There's something in there. <laughs> Love, Scorn and Chanel. Yes. Well, then when we had the second ultrasound... The sonographer was like, it's going to look more like a baby this time. And, again, I didn't believe him because, I don't know. Why would a medical professional yeah, be exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. How dare he? And then, lo and behold, it did. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of freaky. Yeah, it looks like a little jelly bean yeah. with little arms and little legs yeah. like wobbling around. Yep, yep. And it was moving around a lot. So I think every time we've had some kind of confirmation of 
that everything's going well and that my health is actually improving. So um, the other very beautiful and pleasant side effect of pregnancy is that autoimmune conditions just tend to disappear temporarily. The human body is so incredible. Mm. Um, And so um, I'm at a point where I'm almost able to come off any medication I was on before. Wow. Yeah, entirely. And also everything's sort of going well and... The intense weight gain that happens, that's also been very surprising. Like I know that's meant to happen but I didn't think it was ha- would happen so quickly. Oh. So I just assumed I would grow at a regular – I don't know what a regular <laughs> rate is. I don't know what that is. It's probably not even a thing. But, yeah, my body has changed entirely and the excessive hunger is really surprising and there's legitimately nothing you can kind of do about it. Yeah, correct. Like when you get hungry, if you don't eat, then the world will end. Yeah, you could punch someone. Yeah. I remember I would be so hungry that mm. I couldn't talk to people. I would just walk – I walked into my mum's house and was like, food, food. <laughs> and mum was like – I'm just like – and she's like, how are we – no, food, food. That was it. I couldn't even form sentences because you're scared. So, because yeah. it makes so much sense. Your body's like a furnace. Mm. It's like it's, it's cooking. It's making a thing. Yeah. Like you are, Lucy, you are legitimately – Starting a thing and continuing to make it. <laughs> and the only thing you have to do is keep yourself healthy and eat a lot. Yep. That's yep. quite delightful. Yeah. Really. I mean, it is nice to sort of not have to be, interestingly, even though there's all these things you can't eat, it's nice to not have to worry so much about restricting myself in terms of watching what I eat and stuff like that. I've always been sort of relatively healthy, but I think I developed and have developed over the last few years quite a bit of discipline with food and I just don't I don't have it I can't have it and I also don't care which is kind of great it's very liberating yeah second trimester I was living the dream oh I loved it so much first trimester I got really nauseous I didn't vomit yeah but second trimester I was just like you have a cute little bump mm. you don't care about it and I think we, as women we spend so much time obsessing over our bodies and our oh, weight yeah. and like I was talking to someone at the live show her name's Beth hello Beth if you're out there listening and she was saying that like you know, we were sort of agreeing that at night time you go to bed and just kind of like run through your day of all things that you ate and like, oh, too much yeah. there. oh shouldn't have eaten that. Mm. Or, or conversely, I was so good today. And yeah. then you like hang your self esteem hat on that. Yep. And so when you're pregnant, you just have to listen to your body and feed it what it needs to be fed. And yep. that's it. Today was a cheeseburger. Oh, my mm. God, I did that. I went through an entire phase of cheeseburgers. Mm. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. It's, and I think there's something about the salt and the fat and yep. the sugar and the yum. Yep. So Delicious. good. Delicious. Well, you look beautiful. Oh, thank you. You really do. Thank you. You do. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling good and I finally got to tell my – boss, which was a big relief because there's the other issue of like having to hide it, right, Mm. for the first while and then people just being completely horrified by the amount of food you're eating. Like there was a lady who saw me eat a gigantic lasagna at work and I know her quite well and she was like, wow, you must be hungry. And I was like, yeah, I'm really hungry today. <laughs> just randomly, I'm eating an, I'm yeah, I'm eating eating an entire tray of lasagna at your desk at your corporate wardrobe. <laughs> just being like, mm, yeah, today's just, uh, I'm just very hungry. Ah, food, ah, lasagna, ah. Like, but you are... <laughs> You are like that's it's so pretty, funny. It's pretty much like that. 
that. Yeah. Embarrassing, embarrassingly. Yeah. Kind of was. I love that though. Yeah. <laughs> On that food-related note, mm. because it is Christmas mm-hmm. at this point in time. Mm-hmm. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Apparently so, according to that song. Yeah, it is. And especially now that you need to eat all the time. Yeah, that's it's true. It's like your ideal time. <laughs> it's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. So what are your favourite things about Christmas time? So the food, definitely. I really like um, potatoes. I think we've had – I've mentioned this to you before. Oh, they come in various forms. <laughs> all of them, all of the foods. Potatoes. Potatoes, okay. Potatoes are great. Do you justify? Roast potatoes, potato gratin, potato bake, oh, yeah. potato salad. Minus the mayonnaise because you know how to have mayonnaise when uh, you're pregnant. Oh, no. But um, – all the salty, fatty, carby goodness mm. and obviously all the desserts. Mm. And I don't know whether I can eat this, but I like a good plum pudding. You can eat. Oh, it's a bit boozy. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. But I also think it's cooked. I think that if it's hot, does it get? Does it no, get? no, I looked into this. It's the same. Oh, there's a cheat sheet of things you can eat that you wouldn't normally eat except if they're cooked. Like, did okay. you know that you can eat salami if it's on a pizza and it's been cooked properly? Really? Mm-hmm. Including soft cheeses, bocconcini, all the things, as long as it's Ugh. like heated. Okay. That's great. Yeah. I only found that out at the end of my pregnancy. That adds so many pizzas to my potential pizza menu. My lord, I know. <laughs> I was so angry. I was at the end of my third trimester. I was like, God damn it. I could have been eating pizza with salami guilt free. What is this? Yeah, I was so cross. Yeah, so that's, you're welcome. But Thank you. Thank you. That's the best gift. See, that is the magic of Christmas. <laughs> Right there, hot salami on a pizza, traditional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, but also I think if you cook pudding, pudding, mm-hmm. and then the booze is like you get the taste of the booze, but the actual oh, alcohol of that. Right. Okay, that's good to know. Mm. So definitely, definitely food, and then also I quite like Mariah Carey's Christmas album, circa 1990. Ah, yes. All I want for Christmas mm. is you. The whole album I quite enjoy. Um, so that's fun. What else? Christmas movies. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm getting into Netflix in a huge way. <laughs> it's really getting in the way of me making things. Okay. Because I am loving, like, The Holiday. I watched The Holiday last night, oh. which is a little-known Christmas-themed movie that's a romantic comedy with Jack Black mm-hmm. and with Kate Winslet. I think I've seen that. Mm, and with the most good-looking version of... Collins, please edit this pause out because I can't remember his name now. Do you mean Jude Law? Correct. Yeah. Jude Law. Maybe don't edit it out. Jude Law. He's goddamn, he's the most attractive version of Jude Law. But, but yes. geez, he's like peak Jude Law. Yeah. And also blonde Cameron Diaz. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. yes. So good. So fun. Very festive. Love Actually, I did that. I love, I love Love Actually. Every year, Emma Thompson gets me where she's standing in the room and and she was her husband like bought the office oh that's a necklace my heart. and yeah. she Emma Thompson has this beautiful ability to capture like really heartbreaking emotion in not much mm. movement you know mm-hmm. she's not she's just quietly kind of sobbing in her room listening to Joni Mitchell gets me every time I love that movie so much and I always feel like Notting Hill is a Christmas movie even though it's not but I feel it's like a Christmassy kind of sentiment. It does, right? There's sort of like snow in it. Yeah, and there's sort of a that's like a villagey country town kind of thing. Yeah, they have like seasons changing mm, and mm. 
That's okay. Yeah. If that's your Christmas movie that you watch, then that's fine too. Thanks, mate. Mm. What other Christmas movies are you really into? What else do I quite enjoy? Oh, I love Elf. <laughs> oh, I with, love Elf. With Will Ferrell in it. Yes, he's so, so good. So funny. And... Any cartoony kind of Christmas, oh, anything. Oh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, I love yeah. that. The Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, with Tim Allen. <laughs> From Home Improvement. I love that movie. <laughs> I actually really love that. Home Alone, mm-hmm. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many good Christmas <laughs> movies. I mean, they're very different. Actually, Home Alone and Die Hard. No, There's some are. action in There's both of them. There's some action in both of them. Mm. Exactly. Oh, so many good Christmas movies. It's, it's a joy. A Mum for Christmas. I remember that one. Is that from the early 90s? It is, yeah. Yeah. I actually think as well, I find anyway, that while I'm strolling around, because I also love all the Christmas lights, Mm, and I mean it's summer here, so it must be quite strange. People who live in the UK and the US, it's Mm. cold over there and snowing or at least it's cold. Mm. But every year it's like 35, 40 degrees. It's our summer and we're eating like roast potatoes and like plum pudding and roast pork and stuff and turkey in like sweltering heat and people have like fake sprays, snow on their windows yeah. and it's all, and we all have Christmas jumpers and we wear them even though it's 40 degrees. Yeah. It is quite odd, but yeah. I mean, it's quite lovely too, isn't it? Oh, it's so lovely. So yeah, I love all the Christmas movies, but also the lights and the music. I actually mm-hmm. went and just saw Paul Kelly, who is a really famous Australian musician, mm-hmm. and he's one of our relatives and got us these incredible tickets on Friday night. We went and sat like four rows from the front at wow. the My Music Bowl. Wow. And it was just with my family, and it was so much fun. And he has an incredible song, How to Make Gravy. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, that's yeah. A really great Christmas song. I love that one. And then all like the Michael Bublé's and mm-hmm. all of that jingle bells. So as a mother with a little toddler running around, mm-hmm. do you feel like your feelings towards Christmas have have improved in terms of do you enjoy it more now that he's around? Yes. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot before. Yes, well, I am. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. But I love it so much more now because you see it through their eyes. Yeah. And he, like, our Christmas tree, he's just in love with that. He turns the lights on every morning. And, oh, that's really and he, sweet. And he just, like, stands in front of it. And he's so excited about Santa coming oh. and the reindeer. We're feeding the reindeer some carrots from our garden. <laughs> and, like, he's really – he's more excited about the reindeer than about Santa. Well – I suspect that's possibly because he has a real thing for, like, animals of all descriptions, right? Yeah, correct. Like, he's quite into Attenborough and planet Earth and stuff. Oh, yeah. So it actually – that doesn't sound too, like, unusual really. No, I know. Yeah, it's not surprising. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he's really excited about the reindeer. Um, So that's all really cool. Last year we really got into it too, so with Santa, so – yeah, it's really, really fun. And just also for our families too, having mm. kids around. Because I think for a couple of years when there's no kids around, everyone's like, Merry Christmas, let's do a friggin' KK. <laughs> you know, like don't really care. And I don't really like the presents stuff. Yeah, me like either. That Actually, that's the one thing about Christmas that I find a bit jarring. Yeah, is the present consumerism. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I like the idea of giving someone a gift that, you know, that they're going to enjoy and that sort of really is meaningful. But I think the problem is when you are living this fast-paced Western life that we do live and there's an expectation that people get things to a certain value and you don't really know that person well enough to know what to get them, you're kind of just exchanging amounts of money. 
Mm. And that doesn't sit well with me at all because I'd rather put it towards something a bit more meaningful, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think donating is good. Yeah, yeah. that's lovely. I like that mm. tradition. Yeah, I do too. And and I, and doing something fun, like we're doing tiny KKs. So we're just doing $10 gifts and then just sort of funny gifts and we do like a secret Santa where it's like a gift swap. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like if it's just one gift that you're kind of swapping around and everyone gets one. Yeah. That makes sense to me. And for kids it's really fun. But even then I don't like giving kids too much either. Yeah. I think they don't like they're so they get so much here. We're yeah. so lucky in our And they get country. a lot all year round too. Yeah, well this is the thing. Exactly. So yeah, that's the downside for me of Christmas a yeah. little bit is the consumerism and stuff. But I think that that's slowly changing too. I think so too. I think mm. so too. I think people are starting to do more of the donation or KK type thing. Um, things where it's it is starting to become more about the thought again. It's almost like you've come full circle. Yeah, exactly. And about the food and cooking yeah. and and all that stuff. I totally agree. I think as well there's something a bit magic I've noticed about this time of year mm-hmm. that I get a lot more emails from people who are making stuff this time oh, of year. Okay. Or I think because people go on holidays, they've got a bit of space and time. Mm. Yeah. So with your little bit of space and time for Christmas, mm-hmm. what do you like? Do you have sort of things that you like to set? Because we're also moving into the new year and mm. all this time of year. Do you have kind of rituals around this time of year to reset for the new year? Um, it depends on whether or not I'm taking leave because if I take leave, then I'd like to get back into reading and I feel like that's the one thing I'm kind of missing at the moment is I got really into it and then I kind of stopped for a little while. So when I go on holidays, I like to read a lot and also just sit and reflect on the things that I've achieved and the things that I want for myself. Like I don't know whether you remember this, but at the beginning of this year, I'd set a whole bunch of New Year's resolutions. I don't know whether I actually stuck to any of them. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I didn't with the exception of committing to practising yoga three times a week, which I did do actually up until I um, fell pregnant and then got a bit scared that I was twisting the baby into oblivion. <laughs> I, I just had this idea that you'd have this baby that was like a little cheese man, yeah. but like a twisty cheese man, like in little spirals in the air. <laughs> um, oh, so funny. I get the, I'm starting to get the impression they're far more resilient than we um, maybe give them credit for, mm. even internally. But you're still a bit more sensitive about because you're like, my body's changing. What's going on? And yeah. can it hear me? And and like, can it feel stuff? And what's going? I don't understand. So yeah. So I I sorry. I think I've lost. See, I've lost track. That's definitely a pregnancy thing. Oh yeah. Don't they call that like baby, baby brain, brain or some nonsense? Yes. But that's actually a thing, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. My friend has a theory, though, that it's not – I mean, obviously I still have baby brain, but I think what it is is that you're doing all the normal things that you would do in your normal life, mm. like working and doing all those things, but then you also have a human person that's growing arms and legs inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so you have to think about that as well as everything else and therefore your brain does not have infinite space and some things just get pushed out. Yeah. Yes, I think so. I think that's true because, I mean, I, I, I think I have a relatively good memory, although I delegate a lot of my 
stuff to my phone now. If I ever lose my phone, my calendar's on there. I'm in big oh, trouble. Oh, Jesus. I know. I have to put alerts on everything. <laughs> I literally put – I put every, everything I put in my phone I put alerts for because I know this about myself now. And this is a tip actually if you're making things or just for life. Mm-hmm. I never look at my phone – and no, that's not true. I always look at my phone. Mm. But I never look at I never kind of open my week. I've never been one of those people that's like, ooh, it's week twenty-four. Let's open it up and look at my week and no, see what I'm no. gonna do. I'm Don't no, do that. No. I've never been a person that can do that. And so what I have to do is put alerts for every single thing I put in my calendar. <laughs> And sometimes I put two alerts. So when do the alerts come up? Not at an inappropriate time to the point where you actually can't make that appointment or get to that dinner though. Well, as you know, I'm often quite late. So sometimes, yes. So I start, I do two alerts. So embarrassing. I do it for everything, like everything, even work stuff now, like reminding myself I have an idea, put it in my phone, do it a day before alert, an hour before alert. <laughs> I'm often still late, but at least I've remembered. And Correct. often what happens is I put the hour, I put the hour before alert on mm-hmm. and the alert goes off and I'm always like, shit. <laughs> but I've given myself an hour. That's true. So most places can be get got to. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Unless you're trying to like fly somewhere. Mm. You need to you probably need three alerts for that. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I do tend to do that. So my phone is a nightmare. So just going back to that question about what I'd like, what I like to do over the Christmas Mm. period or just before, uh, like ticking over into the new year. Is there anything that you like to do in terms of resetting yourself or contemplating the future? Um, I wish that I was a routine person that did routine things every year. <laughs> and every year I would love to be like, I have this thing that I do. I think what I love about this time of year is just internally in my mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. I, I love the kind of reflecting that starts to happen mm. because everything slows down. Like it's, it's still heating up, mm-hmm. but then everyone's madly getting everything ready to then go on leave. Mm-hmm. And so you start to think about all the things that you've done throughout the year mm-hmm. and you start to like... I guess it's, you you re you sort of look at where you are this year as compared to last year mm. and and all those big life moments mm. kind of I sometimes find myself having a little like rolling picture show in my head of mm. like all the things that have happened throughout the year on the millennial divide actually which is another podcast you should listen to if mm-hmm. you're out there it's so great Dim had an idea for this she calls it a year in review and what she does is she goes through the year with a notebook and mm-hmm. coloured pens and she just has categories and she writes everything that happened through the whole year. And then so it's like a very cathartic kind of thing to do, like reflect on like career, what happened with her career, what mm-hmm. happened with relationships, what happened with family, mm-hmm. what trips did she go on, what did she do, maybe finance related and then, I don't know, food that she ate, I don't know, but just kind of momentous things that happened mm-hmm. and I haven't done it but I would love to do it. That sounds like a very nice idea. Doesn't it? Because she said what's happening then is that you collect them. You collect them so you have every year a little snapshot of your life because you forget. Yeah, yeah. You totally forget. And the other thing I'd love to do, which this is all pie in the sky, Claire, who probably (laughs) doesn't exist, but if Claire had infinite time Mm -hmm. possibility and wasn't busy trying to make Google Docs for all a thousand podcasts (laughs) and freaking out about buying Christmas presents and having her in-laws and her own family. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but it's my own fault because I'm optimistic. Yes. I'm optimistic. But the world needs optimistic people. You can't always just 
we can't just be a world full of pessimists. Otherwise, just be a sad, be a sad place. And you know what? Dreaming is a good thing sometimes because sometimes you get there and then it's then you're like, look how amazing I am. I did that thing. Thanks, Chanel. Mm, It's all right. I'll remind you of that when I'm sweating bullets on Christmas (laughs) Eve. This is coming this day. (laughs) Well, this is coming from like um, I wouldn't say that I'm a a pessimist, but I would say I am a a rationalist. That's even a word. You were realist and practical. Yes, you live with your feet on the ground. Uh, Yeah, although. Sometimes I do feel like a little bit I do squash your dreams just a tiny bit. <laughs> and I don't mean to. <laughs> you have all these wonderful ideas and I'm like, have you thought about this? I'm like, God damn it, just get on board. <laughs> no, don't. No, I need someone like you to make things happen. That's why if you're out there and you're someone like me that has big ideas, you need to find a Chanel. Like I've got a Chanel. You to can't crush your spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Stop on your dreams. <laughs> exactly. And tell you that you can't do the things that you want to do. And exactly. Life isn't limitless. <laughs> and you can't eat cheese when you're pregnant. Exactly. Or certain cheese. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's good though because it keeps me realistic about stuff because I often what happens is then I have like really, really big, grandiose plans. Mm-hmm. And like this podcast, because you were like constantly like, no, we can just make it. It doesn't have to be bigger than Ben Hur. Let's just record it every week. <laughs> like let's actually just show up for the recording, Claire. That would be a good start. And so and so that's meant that I've actually managed to like keep going with this with you. Yeah. So no, it's all right. You crush my journey as much as you like, love. I'm fine with it. <laughs> anyway, I do think though that um, going back to that, I would love to make photo books. This is what yeah. my friend was saying. Perfect Claire, ideal world Claire, would make a photo book every year. I know that one of our good friends, Laura, who listens to this pod too, mm. does that. She's great with that. She always has like travel books of all the things she's done throughout the year. Oh, that's brilliant. Isn't that lovely? And because I would love to have that. Mm. Like I would love to have that in my house because I can't remember last week, mm. let alone the year, let yeah. alone. I don't even know what year things happened in. Yeah. Like people asked me the other day what, time, what year I graduated. I don't know. From high school? I don't know. I always get confused. I have no idea either. Oh, good. I'm not the only one. No, I don't know. I feel like it was too long ago. (laughs) No. It was eons. Yes, exactly. It feels like it. That's for damn sure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, lordy. (laughs) Anyway, so I think that that's a good thing, photo books and like writing a little journal. And if not, do what I do. Just sit while you're driving in the car and like run a little picture show in your head of all the things you've done. That's nice. That sounds lovely. Yeah. I mean, it's in between driving places, so it's not. <laughs> you are watching the road, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. See, there I am crushing your dreams once again. No, realistic. Be safe this time of year. Actually, that's a really good point. Everyone be safe on the roads this yes, time of year. Yes, yes. Please yeah. don't drink and drive. Exactly. I know that people's families are always complicated mm. and, and all the things. Just don't drink and drive. Good idea. You can eat plum pudding and drive though, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm, Brandy butter. I love brandy butter. I've never tried that before. Oh, oh, mate, you can't have it this year. It's not cooked. It's just like brandy butter. Do you know what though? I have a beautiful friend who's pregnant who is Italian and she's just like, meh, (laughs) just eating everything in sight. And I'm sure her baby's going to be delightful and fine. Mm. But I do, yeah, so you can get over the top with it. It's what you feel comfortable with. Yeah, I think because it's sort of the first pregnancy and also I'm just a bit... Um, of a warrior. Yes, a warrior. And also just paranoid about I've already got like a health issue. I'm like, 
Don't make it worse, Chanel, by just eating a wheel of cheese. You can avoid that for a little bit. Yeah. I did the same. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I compensate with other foods. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers and many other delicious things that aren't necessarily healthy but taste really, really good. Mm. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm. Okay. Well, on that note, mm-hmm. we should probably finish our Christmas episode. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. What's that from again? Um, uh, isn't that from a poem? Yes. St. Nick? Yeah, something about St. Nick and they're in the house and then Merry Christmas all and good night. And I think it's also in the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, that's probably where I saw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas time of year. I'll sing to you every day of the week. That's beautiful. Yeah, I know. All I want for Christmas <laughs> is you, Chanel, <laughs> to crush my dreams. <laughs> Seriously, though, everyone out there, have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, have a lovely – if you're having a break, have a lovely break. Exactly. Um, Eat and, all the food. Mm, make all the things. Definitely. Yeah, make the – making Christmas things, like Christmas That's food. That's nice. Yeah. It's a great time. And put on Mariah Carey. Yes. And my recommendation is watch The Holiday. Yeah, I want to go watch that now. It's real fun. Mm. I mean, it's terrible. Don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> no like, I don't know, some very, very deep and wonderful film. Mm-hmm. It's just like a jolly rob. That's fine. Yeah, and there's romance and really hot Jude Law. Yeah, well, there you go. I know. I'm mean, not as hot win. as my husband. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me clarify. <laughs> but he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Oh. Merry Christmas, baby Chanel Merry and Chanel. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas, Claire and family and everybody else out there. Yay. Talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Christmas edition of Just Make the Thing, a podcast of people who want to start a thing and keep on making it. Thanks for sticking around this year. I hope you're having a great day. Please follow us on uh, Instagram or me, more specifically at Claire20, or on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies. You can find Chanel at Ben Yoga Melbourne on Instagram. You can follow the show on Twitter at Make the Thing. Um, you can find more of us, more of our podcasts at planetbroadcasting.com. Lots of Aussie classics over there if you want something to listen to over this summer break. If you would like to go back through the feed, I think you should for Just Make the Thing. I've got lots of interviews with people like Claire Bowditch, who's a musician, or Celia Pacola and Luke McGregor, who are some of my favourite comedians, or Will Anderson. Um, I've got interviews with Jamila Risby, all about being a woman in the workforce and being a mother. I've got interview with Carly Finlay I did last week on disability advocacy and writing a book. Claire James is an artist living in Hillsville and I interviewed her in her beautiful magic garden. So lots and lots of things to pop in your ears while you're sitting on the beach and sunning yourself in Australia. And if you are freezing cold over in the UK or the US, um, rugged up around the fire and popping in some headphones. So I recommend going back there. And The Millennial Divide as well is a great show to um, have a listen to and have a recap of the year. Oh, and a big thank you to Raw Collings yet again for editing this episode, especially just before Christmas. I snuck some tracks in there. So thanks, Collings. Have a great one. So that's it from me. 
have a wonderful, wonderful, safe Christmas and New Year's. Um, We'll be dropping some best ofs over January, but there will be another episode dropping next week before that. So I'll talk to you then. See you later, alligator. Chat to you soon. Bye.